Welcome to the cross culture and a world of questions. Two nerds with microphones make up the answers. Today's episode, it's my world. You're just living in it. I'm Adam. I'm Kelly. We're so glad y'all joined us today. The power of fan theories. As we talk about the power of fan fan, fan, fan theories. Did I just say fan? The, I think I literally heard you say the power of fan theories. <laughs> Y'all, it's been a long week. It's, wow, it's and been it's been only a- the middle. Somebody save us. Hump day. Hump uh, day. Yeah, so the power of fan theories, huh? Right? I mean, they're... They can be so good, they can be so bad, they can be so stressful. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a new trailer dropped for a movie that I have been just waiting with almost anxiety for. <laughs> like just, it, it, I'm, I've been like a kid at Christmas on this Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's go. And the 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 first teaser trailer drops and every scene I'm like squealing you know, like my, 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 my two daughters are looking at me like we thought there was another little girl in the room I'm like <laughs> <laughs> you're just deflating a little <laughs> a little yeah <laughs> I'm a balloon with the air let out little by little by little but I'm so excited for this movie and the potential and there are so many fan theories out about what's going to happen in this movie who's going to be incorporated and included and how this is going to propel the Marvel Cinematic Universe into the future. I just desperately want it to be all of the things. And that's where I think the power of fan theories becomes toxic because what if it's not all the things, Kelly? Well, here's here's the problem. It's not going to be all the things. It can't be. It can't be. That's not that's not possible. They didn't bring me in to consult on it. It can't be all the things. Well, and then and then that would be the thing too, is we would change that from all the things to all the things you want it to be. I feel like those are synonyms. <laughs> but you they're know, not. All is now right with the world. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, have you ever been around a kid and they're like, I want cookies, and then you give them the cookie and then like everything's fine. Like it it's just everything's okay. Either doesn't work. <laughs> the sugar high hits and they're running around. Oh my gosh. It doesn't work. And it's just okay for them, but nobody else. Nobody. So so in essence, right, like just for context here. So No Way Home is introducing it, it, it's essentially like, you know, the the Miles Morales Spider Man movie, right? Into, into the, the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. And it's introducing it with like the live action kind of actors and actresses, right? So it's We think. We th- well, I mean, and I, so, so here's the difference between me and Adam is I avoid spoilers. So I haven't watched the trailers. Uh-huh. I haven't like read any of the theories and stuff. Um, because spoiler alert, <laughs> Spider-Man's in it. Spider-Man is in it. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating you say that because I am going to accept whatever it is and I'm going to enjoy it. Because Spider-Man is, I mean, like, it's now because I'm an adult, <laughs> I say that tongue-in-cheek, um, 
Spider-Man and then Deadpool is like either just slightly above or just even. Like I love them both so much. And they're both such similar characters. They, they are. Like people are like, Kelly, who's your who's your doppelganger superhero? I'm like, Spider-Pool. Well, it de- it depends on what do you mean? Like at work, Spider-Man. I'm the I'm the smart mouth new like East Coast kid. You know, Andrew Garfield has like my favorite one. He's like, oh no, my only weakness, tiny knives. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm like, that's me. And then when I'm outside of work, it's Deadpool. <laughs> the mark with the mouth. So, so the multiverse, right? We're going to have this, apparently it's going to be this ensemble cast and all this other stuff. Um, you know, poor Andrew Garfield. Everywhere this guy goes right now, everybody's like, are you in it? Are you in it? And he's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And I think that leads us into this great question of, what if it isn't all the things, Adam? I mean, if it if it isn't all the things, and to be fair, it can't be all the things. <laughs> I mean, even if even if Tobey Maguire's in it, even if Andrew Garfield is in it, even if they bring back every villain from all of the other movies, and they bring back Kirsten Dunst as um, Mary Jane, and they bring back uh, Gwen Stacy from the Andrew Garfield ones. Um, blanking on her, Emma, Emma Stone. Wa- Emma, Emma Stone, yep. Yeah. Um, even if they bring all of them back together and the movie is five hours long to incorporate all those storylines in a sensible way, it's still not going to be enough. And, I, you know, like, I'm partially anxious because I got my hopes up with the, the Disney Plus series WandaVision last year, which I still love, by the way. I still love WandaVision. It was still creative. It was clever. It was funny. It was engaging. It was heartfelt. It was, you know, it was really wonderful. But I remember at the end of, I think, episode four or five, they introduce Evan Peters, who is the actor who played Quicksilver in the Fox version of the X-Men movies. Uh Uh-huh. And... There was a different actor, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, spoiler alert, he dies in it. And so they introduce him, and he, Evan Peters is like, hey, I'm Quicksilver. How are you doing, my sister Wanda? And it's the end of the episode, and like I look at my wife, and I'm freaking out because I believe that they have just brought the Fox X-Men franchise into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is like... All of my five-year-old dreams, right? <laughs> but they didn't. It was all a joke. <laughs> it just took a dump on your childhood. They just, they, they just Jar Jar binks me, man. Uh-uh-uh. Don't you... That, that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and so it didn't end up, you know, like it didn't bring in the X-Men like I was hoping... We thought that we we thought like I'm a part of a collective here, right? Um, fans were speculating that it was going to introduce this great big villain named Mephisto, who's like the devil of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it didn't. And you know, like we were left with a catchy jingle. It's been Agatha all along. Great jingle, love you by the way. But there was a sense of deflation that oh, it's gonna be this. It's gonna be this. And it's it's not Game of Thrones season eight bad. I mean, few things are, but it was a deflation. And so now with the Spider-Man No Way Home, 
what if Andrew Garfield's not lying? What if he's not really in it? What if Tobey Maguire's not really in it? What if it's just Spider-Man? <laughs> I mean, not... As like though Tom, the other ones weren't good enough. Like, Tom Holland's not good enough at playing Spider-Man right now to, like, us have a sufficient movie with Tom Holland in it. Yeah, uh, sorry, Tom, you are no longer good enough. <laughs> I love Tom, I think. <laughs> and, and it's crazy to me, like, how many Spider-Mans there have been and how good I think all of them are. Uh... You know, I love Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies. I thought he was great. Except um, for that one weird part of Spider-Man 3 where he's dancing down the street. No, that's the best. Where he's yeah. he's Venom? Like, yeah, no, bro, take, take that out. The emo hair? Let's <laughs> go, bro. You want to talk about my childhood? Uh, <laughs> Life is pain. You're like 12. I know. <laughs> uh but then Andrew Garfield, so I, I kind of ranked them a little, right? Like I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone had the best chemistry out of any like spider-man and then or you know main spider-man character and female character in in a movie that's fair i was like y'all are like in love like it's not even it's not even like about the movie at this point y'all about to get married like outside <laughs> and i think they did date for a bit but like so so then so then we go from from andrew garfield and uh let's be fair i thought the writing for those movies was terrible that like, was bad. they carried those movies they were really good bad, bad. um and then enter tom holland at this kid who like i'm like who and he's fantastic like and granted robert downey jr's in some of those movies too and he's great it helps it helps but but you're right so like it's this it's the the rabidness of the fan theory right so we we the hype train it's yeah. this, we, we obsess over this, we, we, we care so much about these things, and mark my words, this is what is going to happen. Uh, as the resident millennial, uh, the YouTube podcasting blogging fallout of this will be that people will be consumed by See, I was right the whole time. There will be content creation of these types of things. And it's it's almost fascinating, right? Um, and not to take this like a really dark kind of sad turn, but because of how miserable we are <laughs> as a culture, so as species, right? Like we just, we latch onto these things that really have no real significant meaning. And I'm not talking about like movies are great. Like, fandom is great. Like, I have all of these other things that I very much enjoy, right? Uh, but in a spiritual context, right, of like, if this doesn't do all the things that I expect it to or I've artificially created it to be, it shouldn't be life-shattering. And for some people, it is going to be that. Yeah, you keep your mouth shut, sir. Dorothy <laughs> Mantooth is a saint. But, right? So it's it's... But isn't it, like, crazy how... And this isn't just with this movie. This is just, you know, the power of fan theories in general, yeah. right? Where we, um, you know, it, it's it's not like I pitched to the mouse and I went, hey, give me the budget. I've earned the right, like, or whatever. I'll go make one. I'm not, like, making my own version of this where it's better. I'm consuming something that's made for my consumption and I'm, like... And there's levels to that too, right? Like you can absolutely have issues with it. Like that's not, you know, there, there's, what's the joke, right? Like the, the difference between 
constructive criticism and abuse, right? Like <laughs> there's levels to that where people can have issues with the movie or how it was filmed or how it was directed. And like, that's totally fine. Um, but there's lines. Yeah. Right. Like this should not be like, I mean, Adam's probably at home at night, like perusing Reddit, the deep, dark parts of the web to find I've literally never, I'm a Gen Xer. I've literally <laughs> never been on Reddit. The leaks of the movie, but but so like it, it's it anyway, so for me like that that's a that's a really interesting thing when we talk about fandom and, and fan theories and, and especially in a year, right, where it's just really difficult and we're all like seeking to escape the reality of like the doldrums and the doom and gloom of of you know, the current state of the world. By doing things like creating podcasts. <laughs> Constructive. Constructive. Okay, so let's talk about this. Where are they good? Yeah. So walk me through that, Adam. So I feel like, you know, there are times that fan theories are really, they're good. They they produce creativity. They they help fans buy in. I feel like one of the, the, the great things with, these escapes is they provide us a place to invest at a low cost. Mm, that's really good. So here, here, here's maybe what I mean by that. The, one of the reasons I'm loyal to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe made me care about a talking tree that literally says one sentence that is three words long only. I am Groot. <laughs> and I cared when that tree died. <laughs> it's not even a real tree. Like, I don't care when real trees die. <laughs> you know, I love Lord of the Rings more than anything else, but when the Ents were set on fire while they attacked Isengard, didn't care. <laughs> That's why they're there. <laughs> That's why they exist, right? But, but when Groot died in Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then when they... When the when the directors are like, oh yeah, no, that baby Groot, that's not the same Groot. The 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 first one's really dead, and I'm like, you monsters, <laughs> you monsters. So, at its best, it provides this area of escapism, but there's also an area where you can go, you can enter into a world, and you can give yourself a little bit to it. Yeah. And where I find those things to be powerful is where we find ourselves in them. So you had brought up, you know, they. Uh, two years ago did Spider-Man into the uh, Spider-Verse where they brought Miles Morales, uh -huh. who is the, in the comics, who is a new Spider-Man that's not Peter Parker and not from an alternate dimension. Yes. It is this uh, young boy who is um, of Puerto Rican and... African-American. African-American descent. Uh-huh. And so for folks who haven't always been included where fandom helps is it provides space for them to feel like they can be part. Yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> so Adam and I were talking about this and, and I, I told Adam, like, you know, we both kind of asked the question of like when we were kids and we were growing up, where, what did that representation look like? And they're, they're, I mean, you could talk about a couple, right? Like, Shaft doesn't really count. No, but I mean, we had Blade Black Panther and, and we had and Storm. Right, right, yeah, like but the two token. Two. <laughs> the two token. Well, right. I had Bishop, but no, like there Fair. weren't many. But there wasn't, and they weren't mainstream. 
No. They were not the forefront. And and one of the things, so as a as a white male and as uh as a dad, like my son loves Spider-Verse. Like it is it is like one of his favorite movies. Like even to this day, like Kelly wants to play Spider-Man. Little Kelly. Uh Kelly Squared. Uh so and and for Halloween that year, like it was it was Miles Morales and my son was exposed to inclusivity and and is building good understanding and exposure to things without really knowing it because it's he's being met it it's being um, given to him from a place of like mainstream media and so my son doesn't isn't going to grow up in a world where uh, superheroes are only white males yeah right and and and. I love that. I love that so much. Like, and, and it's, it's just really cool. Um, I think to like, you talked about not escapism, but also the participation in the thing. So I want to uh, kind of dip into this, this topic that uh, poor Adam is not, <laughs> is not as versed in as I am. But so uh, there's a game called Warcraft, not World of Warcraft. It's called Warcraft. I don't believe that. Okay. And uh, Warcraft is essentially a, uh, if you've ever played um, on your phone, you played something called like a tower defense game. It's essentially like it's resource management and you control and you tell people what to do and all this other stuff. So anyway, Warcraft uh, gave their engine and some resources to their community that was really into the game to just create stuff with. The community then creates something called Dota. Uh, and Dota is what is now one of, and, and for those of you listening who have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. Uh, it's a bird. It's an eSport. It's a game that was created by random groups of people and now has you know, monthly, weekly, yearly, giant, crazy tournaments. I mean, like, the last Dota tournament, I think, paid out to the top team, like, $1.2 million. Like, and so it's this... We are in the wrong business. <laughs> yes. And so, but, but essentially, that started because people were included in a process and had a passion for something, and something new and creative and cool was kind of made out of it. And so, for me, like, fan theories are awesome when they do this, right? When we create new things or we participate in the universe and we get the claim, not ownership, but, but um, participation and, and uh, camaraderie. And like, that's the, for me, like fan theories or pop culture, like our whole podcast, right? Like pop right. culture and faith. Those things are always at their best when people are involved. And so I think it's important to, to kind of make that distinction, and sorry I took y'all on this weird nerd journey of video games, but um, but they literally built this empire of, I mean, Dota, I think now, it's like League of Legends, which if you've never played video games, you've probably heard of League of Legends because of how big it is. I mean, college campuses now are recruiting and giving scholarships to students to play that game. Like, this is where we've evolved into, and Dota and League are are very similar in how they play. But that all started because a community of people who wanted to do their own thing with those resources 
were given the opportunity and then did so, and it's turned into this giant millions of people play this game. Um, so it's 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 all the well actually those communities are also super toxic and I avoid those games at all costs because those people are mean. Um, but but at its best, right? Like we're included and, and we and we it's life giving. Yeah, and we do them together. Yeah. Right. So it's it's super cool. So, so that's what we're against. <laughs> so I want to I want you to, to work this Avengers Endgame angle in here. Okay. Okay. So. You know, there were so many things that Avengers Endgame did that serve, it's called fan service, right? That were done because the fans had bought in and that were done because this community of disconnected people was created from a mutual admiration and excitement about a product. So everything from the Marvel superhero women team up, which one of the, the four times in this movie I cried, that was one of them. Mm. Um, to Captain America being able to wield Mjolnir. Right. I mean, again, a scene that first time through I teared up. Because mm -hmm. fans had been theorizing and wondering and wanting for so long, and there it is on the screen. Oh my gosh! To things like Steve Rogers saying, Avengers, assemble. <laughs> so there are, th this is where, you know, like the fans kind of had one of these things. And I don't think that they, they included them because fan, of fan input. But fans got to breathe and live in that universe when they see moments like this. Right. Uh, they get to connect when they see moments like this and you know it was fun going into avengers infinity war and avengers endgame going okay so how is this going to play out and what's going to happen and how are they going to take on thanos and, and prevent him from getting the stones oh no he got them all oh my gosh he snapped away half the universe it really happened how are they going to undo that you know that that was one of the most perfect endings of a fictional storyline and I, I would say in 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 the history of film it is the most complete story in film now not to say that there aren't bad versions or dark world i'm looking at you not not to say that there aren't plot holes and questions you know steve did you create a, a, an alternate timeline and why didn't the tva prune you all kinds of stuff like that Kelly hasn't seen Loki. He doesn't get that joke yet. It's uh, okay. I, I, I saw up to Owen Wilson correcting something, and I was like, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Y'all can't go too far into this because then you're going to like, you, you create paradoxes in your own thing. It's uh -huh. just like that's the benefit of time travel, right, is you can make it do whatever you want, but then there's rules, and whatever rules you set, you have to obey. And, and Except when you don't. Except when you don't because – so I feel like those are where the, these are the, these things like Dodo. I said Dodo instead of Dota on purpose. That was intentional. You can laugh later, friends. Yay! <laughs> you, you noticed the pause waiting for him to hit the button, right? <laughs> so those are the goods mm -hmm. of fan theory and fan buy-in. Yes. 
But as you also said, sometimes it goes toxic. Where are some ways that you see fan theories go bad? Well, I think it. I think toxic, uh, inappropriate, um, way too invested, like life shattering. So, uh, as the resident uh, hater of the new Star Wars franchise, I thought we were both on team hate. Okay, yeah, we're both we're both bad cop. We're both bad cop. Lego, Lego movie, <laughs> Lego Liam Neeson, bad cop, bad cop. Bad oh, cop, bad gosh. cop. Uh, but so, so here's, for context, okay, um, we, waste, we wasted Ray. The, the, the cast in those totally movies I thought were so good. Great potential. Fantastic potential. Uh, and for our younger listeners, earmuffs real quick. Uh, if y'all want to know exactly how I feel about The Last Jedi, you need to go on YouTube. Shameless plug here. And look up uh, a channel called Cinema Sins, and then watch yes. the Last Jedi one, and everything that that guy like roasts the movie for, and praises the movie for. It's pretty much in line with everything I am, so or, or how I feel. And so, but but so Star Wars, right? For me, this was the the uh, the fan theory and the buy-in was I grew up as anti-Trekky because no. Uh, set phasers to stun oh my gosh dude go like okay white bread like go home like so boring um we come in peace shoot to kill <laughs> shoot to kill shoot to kill but but so um and i'm not british so doctor who was not my jam but uh and now we've lost our last <laughs> so um but i grew up with star wars i mean i was into the bounty hunters i knew random bounty hunters that were in random scenes i played the games i played the card game i mean like star wars was like i was a fanatic right and as i got older there was there was this ache in me that was like i'm going to have a kid one day and they're never going to get to experience this yeah and then lo and behold i have a kid now he was too young uh but I'm, I'm glad because they're so bad that <laughs> if I took my kid there, I would have been, I was already upset. Like I would have been so much angrier because I would have been like, oh my gosh, how dare you ruin my childhood? And storms out like people in 83 uh, storming out over the Ewoks. Dude, uh, real quick, Jar Jar Binks should have been the, the Sith Lord that was pulling all the strings because that would have been fantastic, which was the a fan, fan theory. theory that needed to be great. Because uh, that's the only way you can excuse Jar Jar. That's, that's the only way to excuse him. But but so all that being said, the things I'm saying are crossing into the boundaries of you ruined my childhood. What? How? That's absurd. Like, no, you didn't. And who is you? The mouse? The 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 George Lucas? Not George Lucas. Well, George Lucas tried. I I was resilient, and then it was. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, that guy never gets to touch anything. J.J. Abrams. So I liked J.J. Abrams because J.J. Abrams did Force Awakens. Which is a new hope. Which is all I wanted. <laughs> I don't want new stuff. Like just, I just want the same and, old hits. And, and, it's, and it's culturally appropriate, right? Like we now have a strong female lead and like you can do all this cool stuff. It was Poe and, uh, and who, who was the other guy? Finn. Finn. Fantastic. It was great. You brought in light. Like, it was great, except for, you know, them. 
and you know, they killed Han. But but even that, like the way that was done was good and it developed Kylo's storyline and it was enough of a shift and a change where like all of that stuff I thought was so good. And then Ryan Johnson comes in and goes, ha 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 and ruins everything. Everything. All that was good in the world. I didn't even love puppies as much <laughs> because of Ryan Johnson. So, so anyway, so like it's, but again, like Ryan Johnson doesn't know my name. Probably, probably didn't do it specifically to ruin your How entire life. How dare you, sir? Like, <laughs> I didn't pay to bankroll the movie. And now, granted, you could make the argument that we as fans are one of the reasons that's relevant and it's around and they can make money off of it. So we, it's not that we have a say, but like, there is kind of that give and take of your fandom and, and, and these groups collectively or what, you know, like are, are giving you the opportunity to have that creative freedom, but you're a director who's, who's done all the things that you've done. So, so anyway, so it's, it's a, we're connected thing, but like none of that is personal. Pretty like, sure. <laughs> Brian. Um, <laughs> but none of that was like, I want to ruin this for you and your kid. That none of that is like Kelly, like all of this love and excitement you have for Star Wars and it returning. I want to destroy that. Um, it's so ridiculous of me to assume that that's the case. And yet, in my toxicity, in my buy-in, in my hope and want for this to go so well and be so good, and I've made all of my expectations like Adams are for the new Spider-Man movie, where not only was there no way that I was not going to be disappointed, um, but I had... I had so long ago, I had crossed into the into the line of my want for this is is egregious. It's bad. It's not even good anymore. Um, and so it it this is where that stuff gets bad. Now, I will also add, I think it's totally appropriate and fine to rip holes in things and and to call things out if you don't like them and build case that's totally okay looking at you season eight of game of thrones <laughs> well i mean they totally tried to ruin that for us but but here's another one so currently right another video game so halo there's a company that's not the original company that did it also their stuff and they've had problems with different launch titles and and, and these types of things right so they made a top 25 of all-time Halo players list that they've been releasing on Twitter and doing all this production value towards, right? And the amount of hate and condescension and telling, like, literally throwing this into the ether of the internet and screaming about how they're incompetent and stupid and they don't know what they're talking about and they're all these horrible, terrible people who don't care and they're, everything they touch is a failure. I mean, like, these are literal quotes, right, over a list on the internet that doesn't, because people care so much about their fandom and their theory or what they want it to be, that they're literally causing, like, they're verbally harassing groups of people that they don't even know their names, don't even know the process that this went through, and then even more sinisterly, they learn some of what the process is and they justify their stance. Adam doesn't get to go watch Spider-Verse or Into the Multiverse, whatever it is, 
No Way Home. No Way Home, sorry. <clears throat> and then come in this our office and scream about how everybody that was in that movie was completely incompetent and terrible and they just wanted to ruin his life because I will smack him. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like all the Tom Brady jokes. Uh, uh-huh. But, but it is that thing. But you're of, right, yeah. And I, I feel like where we spin out of control is you, you said we cross a line and very early on in, in, in today's episode, <laughs> we listened to it multiple times, <laughs> listeners. I intentionally said, if they gave me the power, I would do it yep. right. It would all be perfect. And you said, for you. The line that we cross is the line between us being part of something and it being about us. So it's my world versus I get to be part of this world. Yeah. So moving into the spiritual crux and where the kind of these things come in contact in our everyday lives as believers, right, is, you know, I love that quote. It's my world. You're just living in it. But this is my church or my religion uh, versus I am a part of something that is much larger than myself. Um, because here's, I'm a word person. Like I get offended when people say things. I don't, I don't, I care about what, why you say it. And like, but I also care about like how I know what that word means. Right. And so, um, permission's a big deal to me. So when we talk about, um, this is mine, as opposed to this is ours, like saying this is mine means uh, you're here because I let you be here. Um, you're here because I have, in my gracious understanding and wisdom and w how wonderful I am, because I am right and you are wrong, I have allowed you to be. Um, if it's not exactly what I think it needs to be and how it should be, then I'm going to correct that um and that is so not okay it's this false sense of control over something that you are meant to work with others and be part of um, it's a it's a it's an ancient ancient so we're talking in the context obviously or not obviously but it's christianity yeah right and we have a, a, a version of, uh, I, I want to say version, but like even a, 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 sub, a denomination within the confines of American Christianity, right, in our context, cultural context, that we're, we're, we participate in, right? And so even that's kind of colored by some other things. Um, so when we say Christianity or Christian, it, it, you, the listener, when you hear that, it means a lot of different things to you. Absolutely. And that's not bad. But, but just for the context of the conversation, like we're coming at it from our also uh, cultural perspective or cultural lens of, of how we participate in that, how we're connected to that. And, and it's, it is the, the ego um, or the... Uh, I think that is a, a trend in our culture, not just when it comes to fandom. This was a good backdrop. Yeah. Um, 
It's like we thought that. <laughs> but with spiritual things, uh, where it it there's fear and there's this control to it, where um, it has to be exactly like what I want it to be, or what I think it's supposed to be. And if you're not participating in that with me, then either a I'm going to make you, <laughs> or I'm going to cause you harm to try to manipulate you to do the thing. Yeah, either you do it my way or I will run you out. Um, and I think, you know, that is something that does cross denominational lines. And I would say it probably even crosses cultural lines um, from Western world to other uh, expressions of the faith and probably other expressions of other faiths also. Um, where, it touched, where the touchstone for us is, is that we, we see a toxic transition from, I want to be part of this, quote, church, to this is my church, and we treat my church like it's my personal possession. Mm. And we start to look at others as through, through this, this prism and this lens of they're either in line with me or they're defective versions of me. You know, they're the they're the the Star Wars sequel trilogy we got rather than the one we could have <laughs> written. And I feel like, you know, the, the the real crux of where it's supposed to be healthy is we're invited to be part of something. And so there was this this church in ancient times that was at this city called Corinth. And this guy named Paul, um, who was one of the founders of this church, even though he was going around founding a whole lot of churches, uh, wrote a letter to, to the people in Corinth because they were having problems of striving for, this is my church, we do it my way, and, well, you need to do it this way, you need to do that. And they had a lot of divisions and a lot of conflict. And he gives them the analogy of a body. And so in his first letter, it's called 1 Corinthians, funnily enough, yay for math, he, he writes these words, he says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And he goes on to make a kind of an analogy about, you know, we're not all the same, we're not all going to have the same approach. We're not going to have the same gifts. We're not going to have the same perspectives. But there's this mutual need. And rather than striving for dominion, we are meant to exist in cooperation. Um, I feel like with fan theories and with the fandoms and, you know, people who, like myself, are getting anxious about this new Spider-Man movie and, no, my life won't be ruined if... Andrew Garfield is telling the truth, and he's not in the movie. Um, I I will not be so radically, horribly scarred. <laughs> I can bear that disappointment. But I feel like what, the way it's supposed to be is I'm invited to escape into this world and be part of it for a bit. And I think one of the reasons we get anxious, so I was talking with my son about this the other day. 
uh, started a new school. She was a little anxious and nervous and, and a little scared. Right? Brand new school. Never been to it before. We were talking about it. I was like, okay, what's up, bud? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm scared. I'm like, okay. Well, why? And he's like, well, because I've never been there. I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, well, it's new. And I said, yes. And he's like, and I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I said, so that all makes perfect sense, buddy. And that, that's, that's, that's okay. Like, that's normal. And so we kind of walked through that. And I asked him another question. I said, what do you think is one of the positive things about you being nervous about this? And he's like, well, I don't know. He's five. Uh, and I said, well, you're, you're anxious because you want it to go well. Right, because you're bought in and you're invested into this thing where, and you, and as a five-year-old, right, that's more about like safe space and being okay and safe. It's about safety and structure and all these different things, and also like he probably wants to have fun. Yeah. And so the, these fan theory things we're talking about, and you know, when we when we go into that, you know, it's mine. You have permission for this little piece. You know, one of the things I love about what Paul's writing there is. You know, when we talk about one body, many parts, and we talk about all of us connected in this, right? We're not talking about Frankenstein. No. Right? It's not, it's not, and, and hear this clearly, right? So medical speak, you can't just take a random person's blood and put it in another person's body. You can't take a random person's organ and just put it in, like, you can't interchange parts that don't fit together I feel like the movies have lied to me my whole life. My my wife has the super blood, by the way, the one that everybody can use. Mine uh, too. Right. Uh, smart. Uh, but but it is that thing like I don't. Nope. But I'm a horrible person. I don't know what my blood type is. But um, but even that like so if you're come if we're coming at this from the perspective of I will take what I need from you so that it it is it functions the way that I want it to. I use Frankenstein. As that, because Frankenstein is hideous, has a struggle of identity as a, as a character, and like has problems and is dealing with stuff because they Frankenstein is is comprised of all these different things that and are. He can tap dance. Oopa <laughs> <laughs> dupa. Young Frankenstein is so good. good but but in that, so like I like that analogy because when it comes to fan theories and it and and it comes to the church, right? The big C church or the community of faith. What we're after is not, like the reason you want to share your fan theory when you're healthy is not because you, it's your way or the highway. It's because you want your idea probably validated and valued and you want to be like, people are like, oh, that's cool. And you're like, yes, I thought of it. I'm cool. But in the church context, we want cohesiveness we want togetherness we want to know that like the people we're sharing in this journey with are with us and are going in the same direction right the problem is when we get involved in that and this that the negative side of this comes out of us it's we start creating barriers of entry and we start creating rules or vetting systems that no matter where that person's trying to go, even if they were trying to go with us, we have already made up our mind that they are not. 
and we, we do weird stuff that gives us permission to do things to them or to talk to them or to treat them or create walls or barriers, right? Like that are not actually what God's after. So again, I think we have a God who um, is trying to bring all of us together and to connect us in a way where there is room for everybody. We are all trying to move in a direction. Um, and the goal of the relationship and the interpersonal stuff is that as we get to know each other, we figure out how to love each other well and help each other well. And, and if we do that part, then you can have a crazy fan theory that I think is ridiculous but we're in it together. Agreed. Unless it ends up with us having to deal with Fifty Shades of Grey. That's also where fan theories go wrong. Yeah, that's not a fan theory. That's called uh, gross. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, good talk. Good talk Closing today. thoughts? Man, I, get, I gave my closing thought a little early, actually, so... I feel like both of us came to the same spot when it came to, to fan theories. My closing thoughts are, I do think Andrew Garfield is in the new Spider-Man no, movie. Um, I, I think that he's, he's trying to pull a ruse, and I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> uh, my closing thought would be, try to remove a way of thinking that essentially sounds like this, my way is best way. Um, and what is God's way? What is God trying to get me to do here? Um, if God's way is is telling you that your way is the best way, probably need to ask ourselves some some more interrogative questions. We might not be listening to God. Might, might be ma- making might. God our own our own thing, mm-hmm. for sure. This is Kelly. This is Adam, and it's been Agatha all along.